Good evening, guys. How many here? How many are here because they want to know about their own calling? How many are here because they want to kind of get some clarity on their own calling? How many are here because you feel like you're a little stuck in life? How many are here because you'd like to be more effective for the kingdom? How many are here because you're in a transition, you know something's coming, or you're in the middle of it, but you just don't know what to do? All the above, I guess. I mean, a lot of you guys got all the above. So you're, you're, I, th oh, I think you're in the right place. How many of you guys really have been have been around airplanes much? Anybody here been around airplanes? I spent 25 years around airplanes. Uh, worked for American Airlines, and um, I want you to start to picture. This picture. You're you're in a dark cockpit. You're in the cockpit of a wide-body jet. It's at night, and when you look out when you look out the the window, the airport's about two miles away. And you're about 3,000 feet up. And you're, and you're sitting behind the captain. Now tell me what you see. You're in the cockpit. You're sitting behind the captain. It's dark outside. And the, but there, there's an airport not too far away. See a lot of lights. Okay, lights. The airport lights, and what other lights do you see? Cockpit lights. All right. So what? Uh, what happens if uh, the pilot doesn't understand what the lights are? <laughs> now, what happens if he decides he's going to ignore the lights? Well, what happens if he uh, decides to just do something different than the lights indicate? Let's try a perpendicular landing today. Tonight. Well, as this relates to what we're doing tonight, guys, is that each of you are flying your own airplane of life. You're flying your own airplane. And in front of you are a lot of lights. And your job is to land the airplane of your life on right smack dab in the middle of the purpose that God created you for. That is your job. To take that airplane and land it right in the middle of his purpose for you. Now, it would be one thing if you were the only one on the airplane. But who else is in the airplane? 
with you. Family? Are other people affected by whether or not you were little in that airplane? Are you, is this body of believers affected by whether or not you land that airplane? Is God's glory affected at all in terms of what we know about it by whether or not you land that airplane? Well, I want to say that yes to all those. And the good news is, guys, is that God has provided lights. He hasn't turned off the lights. He has provided lights for you. He's provided lights in the cockpit. He's provided landing lights. And what we want to, what we want to kind of cover the next couple days, couple sessions is, what are some, what are some of those lights? What do they mean? And how do we, how are we supposed to respond to those lights? All right? And the exciting thing is, guys, is God wants you to get all the clarity you need to not only find your particular purpose for your life, but also to live in that purpose every day. Your particular purpose is discoverable. God is not trying to hide it. He's actually been working really hard to help you figure it out. How many of you have uh, come out of a situation, come out of a meeting, or done something at work, where you were involved, and you felt like, you know, I think God showed up there. Can anybody think of one of those? Raise your hand if you can think of in a situation where here at the church, at work, with your family, where you were involved and you provided some help, a solution, an insight, and God seemed to show up. Raise your hand. You encourage somebody. You help somebody. You gave an insight that no one else had seen yet. I want to propose that each of you guys have experienced that. And we like to call that a tap on the shoulder. That's a tap on the shoulder. Now, how many of you have experienced that? Who of you raised your hand? So what did you, did you, what happened with you and God when that happened? Did you talk to him or did you just kind of think, think it was a nice thing? Uh, probably just confirm something that what you've been dealing with me about actually can impact others, but it's an important thing to discuss. Hey, this is important, or... Did some of you maybe even thank God? Well, thanks. That was a, that was a neat experience. Thanks for showing up. See, I believe that God's been tapping each of you men on your shoulder all throughout your life. 
you know, it may be the way you coached a little league team or the way you fixed a car or the way you encouraged somebody. And some little thing that you've even kind of forgotten about. But here's what I, here's what I want you to think about. Next time he taps you on the shoulder, where you kind of sense that, hey, you know, something special happened there, ask him, what are you saying? Now, I don't think you'll hear an audible voice. And if you do, I'd sure like you to call me and, and tell me about that. But I believe that if you take time to ask the Lord, what are you saying to me in this experience? I believe he'll say something to you like, you know, Phil, when you use that ability that way, I'm going to jump on it. Mike, when you share that experience with somebody that you've gone through, I'm going to invade that situation, and I'm going to bless somebody. When you use that knowledge in that way, I'm going to show up again. And by the way, Brian, Brian I'm glad you're asking because this is the hundredth time I've done this. <laughs> See, I believe he's been doing this all along. Anybody ever see the movie um, uh, Bruce Almighty? Uh, if I had had time, I would have played the clip tonight. But there's a part in that movie where Bruce, who, who's the guy that played Bruce? Um, Jim Carrey, yeah, he's a crazy man, and um, he's he's just had an argument with his girlfriend. He got fired that day. He got beat up by some bullies, and it wasn't a really good day. But all along, he'd been kind of blaming God with it for his troubles, and uh, he gets in the car. He's driving. And uh, his, his, his girlfriend has loaned him her prayer beads. She's a, so he had pretty much ignored those, but he had them on his, uh, hanging on the mirror of his car. He's driving at night, and he's doing the best he can to try to manipulate God and saying, God, will you show me? What are you doing? Will you talk to me? Will you tell me what to do? Will you give me a sign? And what happened in that movie clip? Anybody remember what happened in that particular scene? Well, yeah, a bunch of signs were flashing on the side. A truck pulls out in front of him that have about ten different signs on it. Rode out, you know, all kinds of warning signs. And, um, and he ignores it. And eventually he crashes into a pole. He gets out, and of course he's mad, just like us, right? We get mad because we call out to God, and he's not talking to us, right? Anybody ever experienced that? You called out to God about some direction, and you hear crickets. Anybody? Anybody honest here? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, he got real mad. And even while he's 
He's, he's, he's saying to God, smite me, almighty smiter. The only one not doing their job here is you. And right after that, he gets paged by God. And he, he sees the page, doesn't recognize the number, and says, and even if I did, I wouldn't, I wouldn't answer it. So a lot of discovering your calling is about having a heart to listen and learning how to pay attention to some of the lights. What are the ways that God is, in fact, trying to guide you? All right? I'm going to give you a couple ideas here. Why don't you pass this out? We'll uh, pass this ad on the first on the first page. Let's see if we got a marker that works. Does anybody anybody know Ephesians 2:10? Anybody know what that says? We are His workmanship, and that word for workmanship is actually can be can be translated poem. But we're His workmanship. Have any of you ever built anything? Anybody here built? built anything? Did you put some thought into it? Hey Dave, do you have any more of these? Yeah, I got plenty of them. And next week if you come, I'd encourage you to bring a pencil. Bring a pen. If I had been in Tulsa, I would have brought a lot of pens with me, but I forgot to bring them to Colorado. You're his, we are his unique creation. Then he brought us into Christ. And the last part of the verse is what? He's prepared good works ahead of time for us to do. So the works that God has prepared ahead of time are tied to your uniqueness. So what have you been learning here in church? You've been learning about the Bible, right? You've been learning biblical principles. And you've been learning a lot about God. What does He want? What's He like? What's He say about how to live? Have you been learning some of that here? Is it, is it? I assume that's what's been happening here. It's one of the things that you've been learning about God. You've been learning about God from each other, from the Scriptures. And, and what happens if you actually start to take the scriptures seriously? What happens in your life when you start to take the scriptures seriously? Transformation. What cha- what's transformed? Everything. Like what? Uh, the way I act towards people. So behavior? My, my taking ownership of my actions. Perspective, ownership, relationships, 
Are they affected? Values, maybe? Uh, motives? Priorities. Priorities, good. See, so the scriptures, as we start to take them in and respond to them, start to really affect our life. And as we do this, what actually gets changed is our character, our faith. If this isn't in there, guys, sorry. Uh, and our discernment. Has raising kids given you any discernment? Has being married to a woman given you any, any discernment? I know you might wonder over the years. I mean, I, you may think you're dumber than you were 20 years ago, but, um, but you've been gaining some discernment. Has, has work and trying to live the Christian life at work, has that given you some discernment? Okay. Yeah. Wisdom. So all this really, guys, is talking about general Christian purpose. Right? General Christian purpose. That's what this is all about. Uh, remember the book, Purpose Driven Life? A guy named Rick Warren wrote that book several years ago. We sold a million copies a month for, for more than two years. No hardback no edition of a hardback book has sold that many copies in the history of printing. And isn't that interesting? So all these people, and they bought a book about what? Purpose. About purpose. And who do you think bought most of those books? Non-Christians or Christians? So Christians who have answers bought a book about purpose more than any other book that's ever been printed. And as I've been speaking to men around the country, I found that most of people, and it was, it was a good book, and it really addressed the topic of general purpose. But guess what? I think most people bought the book for this thing right here. Right in the middle of a guy's heart. See, as you guys have been growing in your walk and you're doing and you're doing more and more of the right things. Trying to be a good husband, trying to be a good father, trying to be a good worker. It's not easy, is it? And you and you're trying you're trying to love the Lord. But you got this thing going on inside. Oh, we call it a holy unrest. Anybody relate to that? A, kind of a, a little bit of a restlessness. Or is, is there something more, Lord? You know, is there something more? Is, is, this, is, this, is this what it's really all about? And I believe, I've come to believe that that is planted there by God to point you 
keep pressing you toward your particular purpose. See, the Lord is saying, hey, good, great job. Keep growing in this. Way to go. This is actually the most important part of your journey toward a purposeful life. And in fact, I'm not so sure that God will actually show a man his particular purpose if he hasn't really committed to go toward character, faith, and discernment. That make sense? And why would God show a man his particular purpose if he's not committed to do this? What might happen if he actually showed him? Anybody? What's that? Wouldn't believe. Wouldn't believe, maybe. Right. Wouldn't be ready for it. Wouldn't be ready for it. Take it for granted. Take it for granted. Might he mess it up? Might he try to do it the wrong way? Have we seen people do good things the wrong way? Sometimes we've even seen Christian leaders try to do some good things, but it ended up with the wrong motives. Right? Okay, so this is vital. I don't want to to underscore, I don't want to diminish this at all. This is vital. So I just want to encourage you to keep growing in this. But in the meantime, you still have this need to find out your particular purpose. And what I've been finding after coaching, I've probably had probably coached a thousand men at least over a cup of coffee over the last several years. And as I've gotten into their hearts, I've started to see that failure to get a good answer to that question actually can start to erode a person's faith. Can you why, why, why might that happen? If you don't end up kind of discovering what is my particular purpose, how could that possibly erode your general faith in, in, in God and in the Scriptures? Anybody have an idea? Discouraged. Discouraged? Disillusioned? Good. Any other, any, any other answers? Yeah, is this really the abundant life? I feel disconnected because if you can't understand your own particular purpose, then it's like, do I really have the connection with uh, God that, you know, that I'm looking for, that I'm supposed to have? Yeah. Well, I, and here's the, here's the scary part, guys. Whether you know it or not, if you don't get good answers for this, you can count on the fact that it is eroding your faith. And what happens is you start to kind of hold back on God a little bit because of this disillusionment, to the, because of this confusion, because you're kind of just saying, well, does God really mean what he says? Did he really make me on purpose? Or is, he, is this kind of a game? Give me some feedback on that. Does that sound kind of heretical? 
so that's why I have a, I have a, just a strong passion now because my background is in discipling men in their faith. I spent 35 years helping guys grow in their faith, getting them established in the scriptures, helping them learn how to share their faith, how to pray, how to read the Bible, how to study the Bible. Just taught them principles of scriptures. And I and I come to find come to find out that a lot of these men as they got into their 30s, the pressures of life and not knowing how to make the best decisions, and they kept saying yes to some of the wrong things, or too many things. The pressures of life just started to really hurt their faith. And so I we developed this material so we can start to give guys perspective on what God's doing in their life and then some answers for how do you find how do you find purpose. So here's what we've kind of here's what I want to propose and we want to cover over the next couple of weeks. You've got drivers. Drivers, and that's on the second page there. Drivers are abilities that actually energize your heart. You've got, each of you have hundreds of abilities, but there's some abilities that when you use them, you lose track of time. Can you think of one? Can you think of an ability you have that when you use that ability, time flies? Anybody? Teaching. Okay, good. Two teachings over here. Anybody else? Playing sports. Playing sports. Playing guitar. Playing guitar. Okay. Yeah, for me it's advising and guiding. I can advise and guide guys all day long on, the, on particular topics. And I may be tired at the end of the day, but I actually have more to offer the next day. So you've got this internal bank account... I like to call it your kick-butt resource. It's this resource within you that gives you the desire to tackle challenges. Who here does not have any desire to tackle any challenges or has never had a desire to tackle any challenges? Would you raise your hand? See, you experience that kick-butt resource. You had that thing inside you where you were willing to tackle the challenge. But let me ask you this. How many of you men know 60 year, men who are 60 years old or older who still inspire you because they know, they wake up in the morning, they know who they are, they know what God's given them to do, and they're doing it with passion. Can anybody here think of five men? You're the first two guys out of a thousand men. I've asked that question. Maybe two thousand men. So you're blessed. So I want to ask you, where'd those men go? Where did all the men go who used to have a fire in their belly? Who used to have a real passion for life? Where are all those 60-year-old men who used to be that way? What happened to them? Anybody? 
Did they lose their faith? No, not, not, not necessarily. Did a lot of bad things happen to them? Not necessarily. I believe this internal resource got depleted. It got emptied out. And, I, and that's confirmed now as I've spoken to all these men. And as I've shared this with men over the years, many of them have, have sobbed in front of me. Missionaries, pastors, parachurch people, executives, all kinds of people who have, who have gotten stuck. And they found themselves getting cynical, bitter, angry, irritable, uh, lethargic, apathetic. None of you guys have any of those symptoms, right? Would your wife say that you're more irritable now than you normally have been? Uh, would your wife say you're getting kind of lethargic? That was a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift. <laughs> there you go. I got the gift. I got the gift of lethargic. Okay. So we want to help you find your drivers because the drivers are what help you stay energized. So over the next couple of weeks, we're going to take you through this, and actually, uh, you can actually start working on some of this stuff if you want at home. And by the way, you can also go on the website because this ministry is, a, is actually a coaching ministry. It really isn't a, um, a seminar ministry. It's a coaching ministry. So I, I, want, I want to challenge each of you men, if you want someone to go alongside of you in this process, not just go through a class, but you want, some, you want, you want someone to kind of have a sound, be a sounding board, to walk through along this process with you until you find some clarity. That's what this ministry is about. So you go on our website, you sign up, it doesn't cost you anything. A bunch of guys over the years have paid it forward. So they've funded this ministry so you can use it for free. All right. But we're committed to help men find their particular purpose. So drivers are, are special abilities. Then, then we'll look at your, your story. What's your story about? Do you, do you really understand your story? Do you think, tell me something guys, do you think most guys are trying to forget their story or really trying to use their story? Forget it. I'm thinking use it. Use it. Even if it's not intentional. Okay, well that's good. My, my experience so far is that a lot of guys are still trying to get over the story. There's a lot of guys that have things in their life and they're going, man, I, I want to kind of forget about that. I want to get over it. I use a perspective personally, like from how far I've come. Yeah, that's I'm, good. I'm a fairly new believer, so it's like from the difference, like I've only been a believer for four months, so from the difference from four months ago to now, it's like nine days. So Fantastic. Like, like a kind of a jump off point, like how far I've come and 
I use it as motivation to talk to other people that's been in those situations. So. That's kind of what the Apostle Paul did. Right? Way to go. Yeah, I want you guys to look at your story and then learn how to steward your story for his purposes because your story is what it is. And that's, and that's some tremendous news that in eternity past, God knew your story today. I think uh, our story is all we have. You know, so for... You want to speak up a little louder? I said our story is all that we have. And for us to be able to minister to other men, your heaven or hell that you've been through benefits someone else. Yeah. Uh, and, and for us to, to disregard that as though it didn't happen uh, disregards our particular purpose. That, that's right. You, your story is integral to your particular purpose. The reason I coach men who are in transition is because I went through a two-year transition hell, I call it, where I almost lost my faith. I'd started a business, it failed, I was stuck. My wife tells me there were times when I would sit in the living room and just stare at the wall for a period of time. That isn't like me. That isn't my personality. But before that happened in my life, I, I would have just kind of thought, well, you're in transition. We'll just suck it up. You'll get over it. Well, having gone through that two-year transition, I realized that that's not true. A lot of guys who are go going through a difficult transition in their life, they need someone to go through it with them. See, so that's now why we've devoted this ministry to helping men in transition. So I'm trying to steward that pain. I'm trying to I'm trying to use that pain like a lot of you guys have. So you got you got experiences, you got other skills and knowledge. You've acquired a lot of skills and knowledge over the years. Have you ever asked yourself, why do I know what I know? Now we all know stuff we wish you didn't know, right? <laughs> But I'm not talking about that. There, why do you know what you know? Some of you guys know about rodeo. Some of you guys know about sports trivia. Some of you guys know about uh, history or science or hobbies. You, you've learned certain things. Natural interest. Natural interest. God has given you a desire to learn it. He puts you around people who knew it. Or you had to learn it. But God is in the middle of, he knew ahead of time what he wanted you to know. So here you've come here today, and each of us have a different set of knowledge that he wants us to steward. Interest, passions. What do you care about? You ever try to care about something you don't care about? Haven't cared to do it. Huh? Haven't cared to do it. Haven't cared to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's like your wife likes. Well, I, I, um, I know this guy. He's six foot six. He's 280, 10% body fat, a world kickbox champion. I used to work out with him. He runs a homeless mission in Tulsa. It's a huge mission. And uh, one day I had the courage to tell Steve. I said, Steve, now I coach him. I coach him in his, his, own, his own life. I said, Steve, i got to admit, I don't lose sleep over homeless people. I mean, we give to the mission, and we'll come down and serve every now and then, but that isn't my heart. 
I mean, I've actually even coached two classes of homeless veterans. One of them was on the pitching staff of Nolan Ryan years before. And he'd been homeless for seven years. But that's not what I wake up at night thinking about. I think about I'm a leader mentor. So what will trouble me is when a leader isn't leading biblically and not leading according to his design, I'll lose sleep over that. So I just encourage you to stop. Find out what God has given you a passion for, what you really do care about, and give yourself the freedom to not care about what you don't care about. Be honest. Now, if you don't care about anything, that's a problem. So let's go find something you care about. (laughs) And giftedness, your spiritual giftedness. What are those gifts? Who knows one of their gifts, one of their spiritual gifts? Encouragement. Okay, good. That's a good example. That's that's mine. That's one of mine, too. So, So... Encouragement has a spectrum. So at this end of the spectrum, there's this guy who's a phenomenal platform speaker who can move thousands of people to action. Right? Is that one of you? Is that you? Not yet. Okay, well, that's not me, and it never will be, probably. Now, at the other end of the spectrum is, is the guidance counselor at a high school. A quiet guy. Just quietly encouraging people every day using his gift so my question to you is do you know what your gifts are and do you know where on the spectrum you are so I found out that I'm kind of in the middle of that spectrum and when I use that gift usually one on one or with small groups every now and then with a group like this on this topic God invades it He invades it. And no extra charge for this, but you guys have all learned how to get on base in life. It's kind of a baseball analogy. You've learned how to get on base. You've learned how to accomplish. So you've all accomplished things all these years. This, this time as you go through this process is the time to reflect on What's been a single? There's been singles and doubles. Good accomplishments. And there may be even been some, some triples. Kind of a, almost a special accomplishment that seemed like God might have been involved in some way. Then there's the home runs and grand slams where you kind of step back and say, wow, I got a chance to watch that. I was involved with that and God did something that I know I wouldn't dare take credit for. He invaded that thing, and I'm just kind of in awe of what he did, and I was there. That's a grand slam. How would you like to live in that arena a lot? See, when I look back at 25 years in corporate America, I don't hear, I don't remember a lot of those home runs. A lot of good accomplishments singles and doubles. Sometimes I got hit by the ball to get on base. <laughs> you know. Or walked, you know. But not a lot of home runs. Well now the last seven years of doing this full time, there's hardly a day goes by that I don't see a home run. And I believe God wants to hit home runs 
through ordinary guys like me and you. He wants to do it all the time. I was doing a workshop over in London back in November. And the church we were at was, was built in like 1040. And there was a side building that we were in kind of doing the workshop. And it backed up to this beautiful pasture. And in this pasture were these about a, half, about a dozen of these beautiful horses. I think a couple of them were more work horses. But in the middle of the workshop, these horses started galloping and running around this pasture. It was the most beautiful thing. I stopped the workshop. I said, you got to look at here. Is this not just the most beautiful thing? These horses are being horses. Now, what if they decided to be cows? And, and I think, you know, animals don't have this problem. But we, very many of us, have decided to be something other than who we are for one reason or another. Okay? And hopefully, by God's grace, you get over that. Hey, you spent a couple, we spent a couple weeks together. And lastly is nature. This is your personality and your capacities. Uh, you guys pretty happy with your personality? Did you wake up this morning and say, yeah, I get a chance to show my personality today. Watch out, world, here I come. Or, or are you like I used to be? I was sharing my personality traits with a leader in our city. We were having lunch one day, and, and I said, John, you know, my, per, my traits are kind of, I'm, I'm quietly intense, I'm genuine, and I'm low-key, and maybe friendly. Quietly intense, low-key, genuine, and friendly. And I said, I think those kind of boring. Those are kind of boring. Don't you? And he said, don't you get it, Dave? Those are the very traits that give you access to guys like me. Because we instinctively trust you. That was like an epiphany for me. You mean those traits that I was kind of apologizing for? Or wishing were different? Were actually the very traits that have given me access to some of the most amazing people I'm coaching a guy who is a 25-year sniper. He went on countless assignments from, from uh, Petraeus, Schwarzkopf, and um, Franks that were zero survivability assignments. And he kept showing up with an empty gun clip. And those guys highly regard him. And Petraeus was flying into Tulsa the other day. He's now director of the CIA. And he called up my friend and said, Hey, I got a gift for you. Some of the generals wanted to take up a... Take up a uh, well, they want to give you something. So they ended up giving him a Magnum 500 pistol. <laughs> it has his doggone sling with it. <laughs> I get a chance to coach a guy who's one of the top animators in the world. 
He created Beauty and the Beast and Tangled. And these are guys that just want to, they want to, they want to grow. They want to use their life more for the kingdom going f- further. And homeless guys, all kinds all kind, kind of the spectrum. So what, what we want to do is take you through a series of exercises that will help you with your drivers. That will help you with your experiences. Probably in six weeks, we're going to try to cover these two. All right, but if you, but I just want to offer our website and our services. I want to offer me to you to help you go through this process. So if you want to learn how to better steward your life for the kingdom and gain some resources that will help you move toward your particular purpose, then we're in. Okay, we'll do all we can. Um, guys, does everybody uh, sign that sheet? And does everybody here want us to send you um, kind of a, a full workbook? What you got was workbook light. You got workbook light today. Anybody here not? If you don't want me to send you a full workbook, would you come and see me? Okay. But we'll, if, you've, if you've left a, a voice, uh, a uh, email on that sheet, we'll send you the full workbook. Okay and some contact information if you want to contact us. But we'll, we'll be here in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to have some people helping you through this process. Any, any questions, comments? I picked up Dave, um, Corporate America, 25 years of American Airlines, and seven years full-time doing this, and I don't know anything else. Fill in the blanks. Sure. Pastor's kid, chaplain, he was a chaplain in the Army, came to Christ at seven. We live in 17 different places growing up. Um, struggled as a, as a Christian, uh, especially during my teen years. In college, I got finally just, uh, I don't know, some of you guys might know Paul Stanley. He, um, he was, he's married to my sister. He's been mentoring me since I was 11. So he's been stuck... And 15 seconds of just guitars. He, he, he's, been, he's been stuck with me for all these years. Um, but I got involved with a, a discipling ministry in, in college, and that really stabilized my walk. And then, so while I was working in corporate America, I was still discipling men in the morning and at lunches and in the evening. Got married at 34. Um, married wherever my, I've had complete strangers tell me I'm married over my head. I mean, they've walked up to me and said, man, you married, you married way over your head. <laughs> I said, man, praise God. <laughs> I know, I know. And uh, we've got two boys who are out of college now, and um, they're just doing great. They love the Lord, and, um, and we're just doing this ministry full-time now. Does that help you? Okay. I'll just close in prayer, and we'll get you out of here. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for these men. Pray that uh, you would just uh, help us know how to help these guys going forward with this material and with the time allotted. And I pray that you would uh, uh, just make this a blessing to these men and that many of them would just really move on to discover uh, their one degree for you. Uh, you know, your one degree for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, by the way, the one degree is... 
of the 360 degrees that you can go in in life, God has one degree for you. Which is that. Okay, thanks guys. Stick around if you want. Glad to talk to you.